Hello, I'm Russell Shaw, a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Since 1999, FXM has provided global traders access to the world's largest and most liquid markets. Keep listening to get our quality market commentary and analysis. Hello everyone and welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Today is Monday, it's the 12th of June. My name is Russell Shaw and joining me is Nikos Saburis. We are Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Just want to remind everyone that Nick and I are having a conversation, a discussion. It's not to be construed as investment advice. And in this regard, I would encourage you to listen all the way to the end. Right at the end of the podcast, we're going to have our regional disclaimers. Nick, uh, we had a very interesting week last week. And um, I think we'll probably spend a lot of time on the central banks. So perhaps we leave RBA and, and Bank of Canada for now. Uh, let's start off perhaps with the data out of China on Friday. What did you make of that? Yeah, hello, Russell. Hello to our listeners. We definitely have a big week dominated by central banks, as you already alluded to. Uh, but yeah, let's start with uh, China. So last week, uh, we had the uh, consumer and producer inflation. Now on the consumer front, uh, inflation ticked up, but only slightly, 0.2% year, year, year over year. And while producer price deflation deepened as the PPI dropped 4.6% year over year, and that's the lowest since 2001. So definitely very disappointing data from there, continuing this trend that we have seen. Uh, this, however, and to say perhaps raises chances for more stimulus by authorities uh, there, be it uh, on the monetary or on the fiscal side. And we also uh, saw uh, commercial banks lowering deposits. So maybe that's a hint towards such a direction. So a, lo- a loosening up of, uh, of policy yeah. on the monetary side. Yeah. And, it seems, um, Nick, so it seems that the reopening trade here has lost a lot of momentum. Yes, I still think that there is probably some sort of hyperbole there because you have because some data that are good are still seen as bad, but definitely it looks like it's going to be less, the recovery is going to be less robust than markets wanted and hoped for. Yeah. That's the very least. And to the point, uh, we also expect this week industrial production and retail sales that's on thursday yeah uh the previous figures were both had had some quite significant expansion but way but they were way less strong than markets expected and that's also uh points to what i just said earlier about what markets expect so definitely still things to watch out there from to watch out from there okay and uh Let's let's start introducing the central banks now. What are your thoughts regarding? Uh, we briefly spoke about RBA last week. Let's uh, perhaps um, just remind our listeners and let's bring in Bank of Canada as well. 
Yeah, so the derivative market of Australia surprised markets, uh, at least baseline expectations, uh, with another rate hike, uh, 25 basis points. So that was definitely important. And uh, a day later, the Bank of Canada followed suit, also hiked rates by 25 basis points. Let's remind our listeners that back in March, it had paused its rate its rate hiking cycle, the BOC, and had stayed on the sidelines for the next two meetings. That is mostly because inflation had allowed officials to do so. But um, the last print showed an acceleration to 4.4%, the first increase in nearly a year in headline CPI inflation. So uh, officials reacted and hiked rates after having stayed on the sideline. I think uh, the, the key days. there, Nick, is really that central banks are worried about inflation. Is is that the right way to see it? Yes, uh, definitely, because although it, it has generally come down significantly, it is still far from target. And that is exactly what uh, the BOC um, cited as one reason. Potential for uh, inflation staying persistently above target so it's it's interesting because coming through to this week we're going to have um, the fed decision this week um, before that we're going to have inflation as well so perhaps we can link uh, tuesday's inflation with uh, perhaps the uh, the fed statement what's your thoughts around that yeah so inflation uh, has generally moderated quite uh, a lot, but it's definitely still far from the Fed's 2% target. CPI inflation is expected on Tuesday, just a day ahead of the Fed's decision. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it adds another level of unpredictability. Uh, just for the, in terms of the most recent inflation data that came from the PCE report, right, uh, which showed an acceleration on both uh, core and headline. Now, the last CPI report, both figures had eased, but marginally. So definitely uh, paints a picture of, uh, let's say, stubborn inflation. Yeah, and we must remind our listeners that the PCE is the preferred measure of inflation, isn't it? Yes, in terms of uh, what they think as the better indicator of underlying inflation yes i'm going to be very interested in watching the cpr print uh, i note that the month-on-month -month figure for headline is expected to be 0.2 percent i'll be uh i'll be pleasantly surprised if we do get that 0.2 percent um so very very keen on on that calendar event M meaning that it's probably going to surprise on the upside well if it's 0.2 percent on the headline side um you know that's pretty much uh, target, uh, yeah. So uh, it'll be very interesting. The the core the core is expected to come in higher, so uh, there's going to be discussion around that. And uh, if there are upside misses there, um, I wonder if it does come into some sort of um, influence in terms of Fed decision. Yeah. That and... brings us to the Fed. Let, let's talk yeah. about the Fed. Um, the Fed is. Um, Coming out with a statement on Wednesday, perhaps you can take us through that. Yeah, I think this is 
probably a very pivotal decision. Uh, as we said, inflation is far from the 2% target. Tight labor market, very tight labor market, uh, which also points to the need for further monetary restraint. Mm -hmm. But officials have already uh, delivered a massive uh, 400 basis points worth, worth of hikes um, since the March 2022 liftoff. And these sort of point to different directions. And we have seen divisions amongst policymakers as well. In any case, right before the communication blackout period, we had two voters yeah. uh, in favor of skipping a hike. Not, they didn't speak about the terminal rate. They, they said about skipping it and kept the door open to more rate increases. And markets adjusted to that. Uh, at the time of um, recording this uh, podcast, CMEs assigns the highest probability, CMEs Fed Watch tool assigns the highest probability to rates staying at current 5.25% on Wednesday, but still prices in one more hike. Uh, after, after this meeting? After, after this meeting, yes. L let me ask you this, Nick. Uh, do you think there's a room for a surprise here, given what happened with the RBA and the Bank of Canada? I'll tell you what, yes, for, for one thing, yes. And that is for two reasons. One is because there's great uncertainty around not only the Fed, but also the other banks as the recent decision showed mm -hmm. by the RBA, the BOC, and the Bank of New Zealand. So there's definitely room uh, for surprise. And the second reason is because even though uh, the Fed had hinted to a pause and we have markets expecting that. I still don't see a very compelling case for a pause. The only thing that I see is the cumulative and lagging nature of hikes. And that is pretty much it. In other sense, okay, let's we, we may have done enough. Let's wait and see. But we haven't seen that having done enough, you know. We haven't seen it seen that in the data. So there's definitely room for surprise there for me. Let's assume let's assume there is a pause. Let's let's just make that assumption. Um, can we assume it's going to be a hawkish pause? So I don't know. Maybe I'm sticking my, my neck out a little bit here. But <laughs> the only way I can see a pause is if it is a hawkish one. And I'm okay. saying this because uh, even the uh, two voters that spoke of sp skipping a hike they still very much get more tightening in play. At the same time, there are divisions amongst policymakers, and we had other votes earlier on saying that they're not ready to stop or to actually pause, not say stop. So if they were to come on board and have a unified decision, there would need to be some, um, let's say, concessions there. You know that, okay, let's wait now. The next month is just another, the next decision is just another month away since July. So maybe let's wait for a little bit and then hike if things proceed the way they are now. Yeah, and I think the tone of the pre press conference here is going to be quite important. Definitely. Uh, and also the updated projections, and perhaps most importantly, the, uh, the, the projected policy rate path 
and what is commonly referred to as the dot plot because if we get a hoggish commentary but that's not reflected in an upgrade in the dot plot then maybe uh, it's you know it doesn't have any teeth perhaps although the, the projections are projections are not do not dictate policy they're just not a guess but an estimate okay let's let's stick with central banks here because the fed is not the only central bank that's releasing its statement uh, we're also going to see on thursday the ecb uh, what do you make of that yeah so i think things are perhaps a little bit more straightforward here uh, because the ECB has maintained an aggressive stance and officials have pointed to the need for more tightening ahead of uh, ahead actually in the upcoming meetings and expectations are for another increase. Focus of course will be on the next step and the new forecast because we also expect a great forecast from the ECB as well may help policymakers to offer a little bit more insights as to what they may do next but Still, I wouldn't expect any explicit guidance. And even though I said things are a bit more straightforward, there's still an element of, uh, I don't know, vagueness maybe, if that's a word. Uh, because last week data uh, set an interesting back backdrop. Preliminary figures for inflation revealed a significant deceleration in both core and headline. Mm -hmm. And the final figures are on Friday after the ECB decision. And at the same time, the economy unexpectedly contracted by 0.1% in Q1, while Germany has entered a technical res recession to straight quarters of negative growth. Um, so that, that sets a, an interesting uh, backdrop there. All right. And then perhaps just the third central bank meeting um, perhaps a little bit more ambiguity here dare I say Bank of Japan on Friday what's your thoughts there yeah that will be the second meeting under the new governor he does not seem ready to steer away from the ultra loose policy setting and he recently said that he that the bank would patiently maintain current stance, current Dovi stance. However, the door to, to normalization has opened and markets do expect this to happen eventually or to begin happening eventually. And it will be interesting to see if we get any hints around that and around how will be implemented when the time comes. All right. Nick, do you have anything else on your radar for this week? Uh, this is the, the main event. So there, there are various other data points and things going on this week uh, over the coming days, but I think they seem a bit trivial compared to the, the monetary policy decisions that we expect. And uh, mostly the Fed, where it's probably going to be a pivotal decision either if they stay on the sidelines or uh, the surprise markets would happen. Absolutely. Wonderful analysis. Thank you very much for your input, Nick. As always, it is uh, really appreciated. Thank you. To our listeners out there, if I may just uh, request that you listen all the way to the end, we're going to have our regional disclaimers up next.
FXCM Limited, www.fxcm.com forward slash UK. CFDs are complex instruments and come with a high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 71% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading CFDs with this provider. You should consider whether you understand how CFDs work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money. FXCM Australia. You can sustain a total loss of deposits. Please refer to our product disclosure statement at www.fxm.com forward slash au. FXCM markets. Losses can exceed deposits. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, other information or references to third-party sites contained in this podcast are provided on an as-is basis as general market commentary and do not constitute investment advice. The market commentary has not been prepared in accordance with legal requirements designed to promote the independence of investment research and it is therefore not subject to any prohibition on dealing ahead of dissemination. Although this commentary is not produced by an independent source, FXM takes all sufficient steps to eliminate or prevent any conflicts of interest arising out of the production and dissemination of this communication. Past performance is not an indicator of future results.